Well, welcome to this edition of the TIC podcast. I am sitting in the Bangkok airport with Jeff Chu, and we are on our way back from Kenya. We just spent the last eight days there, and we experienced a number of amazing things. And so I wanted to sit down with Jeff and talk about his experience and what he learned, uh, what he experienced, what he saw, uh, and his reflections on our time in Kenya. So, Jeff, yeah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you for doing this. And uh, there are probably some people who have no idea who you are. Uh-huh. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How long you've been coming to TIC? I, um, I have been coming to TIC since 2017. I was baptized last year, in last December. Uh, this is my first uh, mission trip uh, out in anywhere in the world. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, that's kind of my background. I'm I'm, I'm involved in finance. Uh, I ever since I've been baptized, um, I've been looking for for uh, miracles to happen, and I guess this trip uh, had to happen. <laughs> Yeah. In um, your story, you actually were a Buddhist, a Tibetan Buddhist, mm-hmm. and you had traveled to Tibet. Was it seven times? Uh, only about three times. Three times. Yeah. And tell us about your transition from Buddhism to sure. believing in Jesus. Yeah. Um, I I was a Tibetan Buddhist from year 2010 to 2014. Uh, back then, um, uh, I was in Shanghai, I was based in Shanghai, and I met this uh, monk who invited me to t- Tibet, and that very same year in July, um, I went to Tibet and visited him. And we, uh, the journey started at, at, uh, at, in, in, in Tibet, and we, um, I was given a lot of homework, every day and I was told to uh, wake up early in the morning <laughs> four or five in the morning so I did that for four years just about every morning I had to wake up in the morning about four and I chanted this mantra was given to me um, so for four years until 2015 uh, a very close friend of mine his name is James he has asked me a few questions, very simple questions. Um, he asked me, um, you know, what are you getting out of this? I couldn't answer him. <laughs> um, I was meditating for sure, but um, there was no meaning to the chanting mantras whatsoever. I, I couldn't realize what I was getting into. So, so he asked me a few questions, whether or not I was interested to get into Christian in the church um, so on one of the trips to Singapore uh, James took me to this church uh, called the St. George's uh, I, I really enjoyed the ambience there and I told him and his wife that I wanted to find a church like that in Taiwan so uh, we went around we saw different churches uh, Grace Church and finally ended up in TIC so you've been coming to TIC for about a year or so. Uh-huh. You were baptized Last uh, 10 December. months ago. Yeah. 
Why did you decide to come on this trip to Kenya? Well, first of, first of all, it was because of, of you. <laughs> you I did ask you. you. I did say, why don't you come with me? It did, it did pray for me in Australia, right? And there were yeah. signs of soy and and yeah. Uh, maize. Yeah. I remember, so I was praying for you one night when I was in Australia at the Hillsong Conference. And I sent you a text message. Yeah. And I just said, hey, Jeff, I... I was praying for you, and I can't remember if I, I saw pictures, but I said, I, I think there's something, an opportunity for you in soy and yeah, maize. Yeah, maize, yeah. And, and that, I, I took that as a sign of, uh, of Kenya, going to Kenya as well. Part of it, right? The other part is my work. <laughs> Your work, you actually had a couple of businesses. A couple of businesses was involved in this. Uh, one of them is a Bauti company that um, developed new drugs for dementia and um, they actually use soy soybean as their raw material so it's a soy based medicine a soy based medicine uh, it's a US FDA approved drug um, in phase 2 um, and apparently we brought it uh, to the trip this time <laughs> yeah, and, we, and we brought it on this trip and actually people were finding it quite, quite helpful yeah so you came on this trip because I asked you and, and you prayed about it and, and you yeah. felt yeah. led to come. What were you expecting? I was expecting... Well, what I'd were never you hoping been a, for? I'd never, I'd never been to Africa before. I was expecting like green forest, prairie, you know, uh -huh. nice mountain areas. <laughs> <laughs> the, the savannah. The scenery. You were expecting the BBC documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what were Animal Planet. Animal Planet. All right. We actually we didn't see any animals except dogs and cows <laughs> and goats. Uh, what were you hoping for? I was hoping to experience um, the holiness of of God. I was hoping to experience some miracles. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Deep, deep, deep in, I was hoping for that. Yeah. You know, one of my one of my favorite teachers. Henrietta Mears said basically about retreats or camp or mission trips that God can do more in a week yeah. on a mission trip than in a year of, of regular church life. Yeah. Um, and so what were some of the things that's, that you experienced uh, that stood out to you? Well, yeah, can of you course. Share about the, the first time you prayed for healing for someone. Yes, um, I think it was the second day uh, in the morning. We did a devotional, and we were we had we were, we were down we were meditating for like three minutes, and after uh -huh. that we head off to somewhere, uh, and then we 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 ran into the Tulia market. Yeah, we stopped at this outdoor stopped market, the market where people are selling vegetables and yeah. sandals yeah. and goat and then, skin shoes. And then you walked out to this uh, grocer. He, and asking him um, if he needs prayers, but apparently uh, at first prompt he rejected, right? <laughs> yeah, the first time he's like, no, I'm okay, but then he let us pray for him. That kind of reminded me what would happen in Taiwan too. If you walked up to anybody in Taiwan, you know, people would react the same way. But then if you persist, right, which you did already, you did persist it, and then uh, we asked him for prayers, we pray for him, then there was the next lady from the next seller that comes in, and the next lady. I remember the third lady, uh, you had prayed for her first, and she had a firing angle. Yeah, she said her, she felt like her ankles were burning. 
burning, yeah, burning angle. So you asked me to pray for her. That was the first well, time. Well, I prayed I for her first. You prayed for her, and, yeah. And the, the ankle was still burning. It was still burning, yeah. So it was, there were leftovers. And so then <laughs> I, I said, Jeff, you pray for her. Mm-hmm. So I did pray for her. Wow, I had an amazing experience, Peter. Uh, she was healed. She was completely healed. And then I, um, I didn't feel much inside, but I, I just thought to myself, how could this be? It's a miracle. And on the way back, um, I was just constantly reminding myself where, where we actually stayed during our night here in Bangkok. We we uh, the K, the Kenya Airway was de- delayed for a day, and we stayed in Bangkok uh, Lounge uh, Hotel. The name of the hotel was Miracles. <laughs> yeah, we we ended up staying at the Miracle Hotel. <laughs> so this was this was the first time you had ever prayed for someone. It's the first time I ever sick. prayed for someone. I mean, I mean, I mean, on site. On site, yeah. you you actually each morning, each day, you meet with God, you have a regular devotional practice. Yes. Um, but this was the first time that you prayed for someone who is in pain, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. outside. And uh, they experienced immediate healing. Yeah, yeah. And tell us another story. What was, uh, what was a, another moment in the trip that really impacted you? Um, I think that on the second trip that we went back to, uh, to the Tulia market again, it was a lady with a heavy chest pain. Yeah, so we went there the first day on Saturday, and then mm-hmm. we went back on Tuesday. Tuesday, yes. And we started praying for people. Yeah. And then we pray for one person, and someone else would walk over. Someone else would walk over. And so this was maybe the second or third lady that we prayed for. Second, so, you know, I think the first uh, the first candidate was a little girl that we prayed for. She had she had a very bad eye vision. Right. She was she, nearsighted. She was wearing nearsighted. And I, if I remember, was she the granddaughter of the woman with the burning ankles? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we prayed for the grandmother on Saturday, prayed for the granddaughter on Tuesday. What happened? Well, she um, after, after a couple of prayers, uh, she didn't have to wear the glasses anymore. <laughs> so she, just, we, just, we just saw her walked away without the glasses. Right. And... We actually tried out the glasses while the, 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 they were pretty heavy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they're pretty, these thick glasses or heavy prescription. Mm-hmm. What, we pray for her and suddenly she can see without her glasses. <laughs> right. And she puts them away. Mm-hmm. What were you thinking when you saw that? Another miracle. Another miracle? <laughs> <laughs> Another miracle. And then I, 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 I guess it's the second time I tried uh, praying for others. Uh, the lady in orange, yeah. she walked up to us. She said she had this chest pain right. in her. Uh, so he asked me to pray for her. And I did. It was, it was a very short prayer. And surprisingly, she just told us, wow, that was so fast. Yeah, it's she, gone. <laughs> she was shocked. She was like, "Oh, is it is it supposed to happen that quickly?" Oh, so man. just miracles after miracles. Yeah. And so that was a time where we um, we went into this market for the second time. What about uh, you know we stopped along the street 
a couple times. We just stopped the van yeah. and got out and prayed for people. Mm -hmm. I think it was a lady with the shop. They, we prayed for her at first. She had a lot of problems, right? So, and, also, and, and mm -hmm. this lady, we had actually, we were driving to visit a church, mm -hmm. and then we just stopped on the side of the road to pray for a man. And yeah. then as we were praying for him, other people began gathering. Yeah. And so she was probably the, maybe the fifth person that we prayed for, and she had pain from her hip to her knee. Mm -hmm. And then we prayed for her. Yeah. Or did you pray for her? We, we both did. We both prayed for her. And then the pain was totally gone. It was, it was totally gone. And then her nephews came. We prayed for her nephew who had yeah. an eye problem. Eye problem. And maybe a little boy, I don't know, four years old. Yeah. And we could see the whites of his eyes Improved. were becoming whiter. Yeah. And uh, he said his vision was good. And so after this, the woman is like, you need to come to my shop. <laughs> and so, and she was telling us that whenever she was in her shop, she felt restless and like she needed to leave. And yeah. so she could only stay in her shop for like an hour before she would just take off. Mm -hmm. And so she asked us to go to her shop and pray for it, which we did. Yeah. And we, we prayed for God to bless her shop and for his peace to be on that place. Yeah. And James, the pastor we were with, said he was going to follow up with her. Mm -hmm. Then we got in the van, and we're driving along again on our way to visit a church, and we see this old lady walking with a cane. And yes. so tell us that story. So the old lady was walking with her friend. Uh, apparently, she's, she's, she's kind of blinded, right? She was blind. So we went down, and we prayed for her. Uh, Immediately after the prayer, she was able to see a boy. The boy next to her that was wearing the, the, the color of the clothes, she was able to tell what color it is, and she was able to see far away from, from where she was. <laughs> what was funny about this story was that they were demanding that we take them to the to hospital. To the hospital, yes. I, and they were really aggressive. Mm -hmm. They, you know, we jumped out and we wanted yeah. to talk, and they're like pushing their way into our van saying take us to the hospital it was this old woman and maybe her daughter and uh, we said wait let us pray for you what do you need prayer for I've got a problem with my eyes and uh, my knees or my legs are hurting so we pray for her and then I, I say can you see and the woman's daughter is like, no, 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 she can't see. <laughs> and then the woman's like, I see a boy with red pants. <laughs> and then uh, the old woman didn't want to go to the hospital anymore. She said, I, I don't need to go to the hospital anymore. I'm going home. <laughs> but then the, the daughter demanded that we take her to the local school so she could vote. Mm -hmm. So, the, yeah, that was... That, that was, was election day, yes. That yeah. was an election day. So we, I mean, we saw so many of these miracles. So many of them. Where it was in the marketplace with people selling vegetables or just stopping alongside of the road yeah. when we saw someone who looked like they were in pain. Uh, we also ministered in churches. We, we visited a school and you got to speak to the eighth to grade the kids, class yeah. and the seventh, seventh grade, grade class. Yeah. What are some of your impressions from the visit that we had to the school? I think it was, a, I think it was the fourth or the fifth day that we visited the school. I did not have the impression that that whole place was filled with famine. 
and but it actually hit me after I visited the school. The kids there don't even have the luxury to eat one single meal per day. <laughs> That's what really hit me. So it can be tough for them to get a meal every day. Very tough. Very very tough. Yeah. Uh, even the staff there. I mean, I mean they they offer me um, a bowl of rice with some cabbage in there and. Yeah. It, it, it's it, it's it was very simple, very basic. Very basic food. and food. I, I, I had uh, I didn't want to take the offer. I, I told told them like please take it to the students. Mm-hmm. You know, because none of the students are eating during lunchtime. Oh, they weren't eating. They weren't eating. It's hard to focus when you're hungry. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what else struck you? So one of the, one of the things that struck you was these these kids are not eating enough food. Uh, what else? What other impressions? What about the kids? How are your interactions with the kids? The kids are um, they're very curious about where we come from and they're happy kids. They're joyful kids. Um, but I think um, deep inside we, we could see that um, there's a lot of uh, sadness going around in the family, they need help. So, you know, for many of these kids, they, their families are, are quite poor. Yeah. And it's challenging for the, the parents to pay. Uh, you know, I think we found out a boarding high school is about $700 a year. Yeah. And it, it's tough. The, so the families struggle, and, and there are kids who could be at the top of the class but because they come from a poor background, yeah. they, they can't go to school, or they go to a, a day school that doesn't have the level of, of instruction that yeah. they really could yeah. thrive at. So that was one of the things we saw. The other thing I saw was the, the principal showing us the top of the list, uh, the top uh, stu- students of the class. There were like five or six candidates of them, right? Uh-huh. And what really struck me was that um, even if these top students get their sponsorships, you know, from whoever, uh, what about the rest of the class? What are they going to do? I mean, this school has about 200 students, so uh-huh. yeah, all together. Yeah. So we see that one of the, the problems they have is with education. I mean, there's food and there's that education. How do they keep moving forward? And uh, it's such a big problem. And we've been talking about different possibilities yeah. for solutions, but it really is something that's so massive that we're, we realize we need to pray uh-huh. and ask God, you know, what we don't want to help just one kid. Yeah. You know, but how do you how do you change it so everybody gets the opportunity? Right. Um, and we don't have the answers to that, but God certainly does. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, that I know that's something we're gonna we're gonna keep praying about as we go along. What was something that impacted you as we were in the churches? We were at Mosango. I think Mosango was the one uh, during the first day of our visit to Mosango Church. Um, the prayer session started, and there was this lady. She's um, she, she looks she looks light. You know, she she came up for a prayer, and we started praying for her. And then she started shaking, and, uh, you know, it, it felt like a demon that came out of her. 
So right. we, yeah, we. So this was a, a young woman who mm-hmm. I think the issue with her is that whenever she went to her shop, she couldn't she couldn't stay there. Mm-hmm. Like there was something she would have to leave. So she asked us to pray for her and for her shop, and we started praying for her, and she started. Uh, I don't, you know, convulsing might be too strong of a word, but she was shaking really hard. She was shaking and falling backwards. And falling backwards. And I, I felt the weight of her body. It wasn't her, it's heavier than what she... <laughs> and so we kept praying for her, and then she fell to her knees. She fell to her knees. And then there was this release. Yes. And she got up in peace. So that, you know, one of the things that strikes me about that church, specifically in Musango, is the joy in the worship and the passion that that we see. And there was a night where we had a second night of meetings. We actually canceled one event so we could be at that church for a second night. And that night, the church was filled with children. And there were were hardly any adults Mm because it was a voting day. But man, there must have, it felt like there were over a hundred kids. hundred kids, yeah. And, yeah. and I, I forgot to tell you, I, we bought some candies on the way to um, Mutulu, right? Bought yeah. some candies and then just on that particular day, I felt like I need to stuff my pockets with lots of candies. Uh-huh. And then guess what? And then there were hundreds there, of kids in there. All the kids are there to be able to hand out sweets, which for them yeah. is a, a treat. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, they don't get that every day. As we ministered in these places, uh, another thing you got to do is share your testimony yeah. with a group of pastors uh-huh. when we were at Kaleo College on the last day. What was your impression of, of being at that college with these different pastors? I think these pastors... Um, they need our enhancement of faith and I, I just needed to get my testimony out there and try to convince them that if there are anyone out there that's you know that needs prayers or needs to be saved just go after them and chase them don't give up that was my impression they needed a, the, that enhancement encouragement, encouragement of uh, faith and so your story you are an unlikely candidate for conversion Right, a Tibetan Buddhist who's yeah. who's traveling to Tibet, who's meditating three hours a day, <laughs> you know, successful. We wouldn't necessarily think, of, you know, we wouldn't look at you and think, okay, this guy's this guy's gonna believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but James, your friend, just started asking questions. Just a few questions and inviting questions. you, yeah, and saying, why don't you come along? And it was through that that God began speaking to you yeah. and on the outside it may have looked like you were so far from the kingdom of God yeah. but you're actually quite close yes and so you got to encourage these pastors not not to not to look at people and judge how far they are but to love them and to engage them with the gospel yeah um, also the other thing was um, we had pretty much the whole week we touched base on the book of Acts uh, so we were doing devotions on devotions the book of Acts. on it, and I, I shared with them that this is probably the first time I really, really, you know, took the Bible, what it says, and put them into actions. Uh huh. So, 
I guess Kenya was part of that too. <laughs> yeah, in in some ways, it felt like we were living in the Book of Acts. Yeah, uh, especially when we were going to the market. What? How do you think this trip has is impacting you spiritually? Uh, I mean, it's still you know fresh. We're on our way back. You haven't had a whole lot of time to reflect. You you gave up a week to come to Kenya. You know, sacrificed a week of work or a week of vacation to come on this trip. What do you feel like is happening inside of you? I'm trying to realign my purpose of life and try to realign that to what probably God is, has already given me that purpose. I guess um, going back home and try to think about areas where I need to improve and to realign that purpose with God's purpose. That's one of the things that I reflected on the way back, um, but I'm sure there's more, and uh-huh. I'd love to share with anybody in TIC. So anybody, anybody who wants to have coffee with you and, sure. and hear about Kenya, they can they can yeah. say, "Hey Jeff, tell me tell me about that story." What would you say to someone who is thinking, "I don't know if I, you know that's maybe I want to go, maybe I don't. I don't know if I want to give up a week." I don't know if I want to spend the money to go all the way there. It, and, you know, they're, they're kind of weighing whether or not they should go. What, what would you say to someone? Just go. You just, it's, this is the once-in-a-lifetime once opportunity. It will change your life. It's a life changer. Um, change the way you think. And this experience will, will give you different guidance, um, reveals different sort of truth to you. Yeah. It will, it, will, it will be a life changer. I would rec- strongly recommend, especially the young people, the young adults. And and you're not young. You're you're 49. Uh huh. And so you would recommend the older people go too. I would. I would. I know who I'm going to recommend. <laughs> <laughs> you're coming for him. You've made a list. You've made a list. Watch out, Jeff is. is I made to a list, you. and um, we we have been praying for it, and I'm going to pray for it too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so we hope this is uh, just the first of multiple trips where we see more people coming. Um, Certainly we saw God move in powerful ways. You know, one of my prayers is as I reflect on this trip, or maybe one of my reflections is just amazed at God's power. One of the things that we tried to do is just make ourselves available. Yes. And so we had, one morning we had a devotion about the woman who is bleeding who interrupted Jesus. He's on his way to Jairus' house and she interrupts him and grabs, you know, touches his clothes and gets healed. And so we prayed that God would help us to have a heart that can be interrupted. Yeah. And I think the most powerful moments that we had on this trip were not moments that were part of our schedule, but they were on the way to our schedule yeah. uh, event. They were uh, just interruptions. It was after the program finished. And so, you know, we had done a, a pastor's training and we just stopped by the market on the way home and we ended up staying there for three hours. Yeah. And. I don't know how many people we prayed for, but it was, you know, praying for people for three hours straight at this market. And, you know, one of my favorite stories from that was we, at the end of the night, we prayed for a family, a mom and a a son who had a, a, 
the stall, a market stall right next to the gate. Right. And the, the mother was suffering from pain and I think her joints and her her throat, her throat, taste yeah. buds. Uh, it was, she said it was like it was burning. Uh-huh. And the son also had the similar sickness as a mother. He had pain in his joints. Joints, yeah. And so we prayed for both. And the other thing is there was an aunt, the, the sister of the mother, uh, had a successful shop and it was going really well. And then she just went crazy. Uh-huh. And she couldn't run the shop anymore. And so we prayed for the mom. We prayed for the son. Uh, they experienced healing in their joints. They experienced healing. Uh, you know, her taste buds, her throat was fine. And then we prayed for the aunt, mm-hmm. who was not present, but we prayed that she would be in her right mind mm-hmm. and that God would heal her and set her free. We went back. That was on a Tuesday. We went back on Thursday, and we found out that the aunt was, was fine. fine. Yeah. And she was in her right mind. Yeah. And that one, that was awesome. And yeah. then shortly after that, we ran into the schoolgirl. The schoolgirl. And she didn't have her glasses on, <laughs> and she was happy. And she said that she went to school without her glasses, and her teacher was like, where are your glasses? And she's like, I don't need them. Mm-hmm. And the teacher was like, what? And she said, I, I told them that there were some, some people at the market who prayed for me, and I don't need the glasses anymore. <laughs> and then her grandfather was there. And we had prayed for him on Tuesday, and he had boils around his waist that were extremely painful. Mm -hmm. And we prayed for him, and he said it went from burning to cool, and then you gave him some of the medicine we brought. And he said that medicine was so helpful, and the boils were were decreasing. They They were going away. And on Tuesday night, he actually prayed to give his life to Christ. His, his wife was a believer. Mm-hmm. The granddaughter is a believer. You know, he's, I don't know, he probably was in his late 60s or 60s somewhere, but he gave his life to Christ. And it was so cool that we got to see them yeah. on our way out of yeah. Tulia. You know, one of the question, things I'm wrestling with as, a, you know, as the pastor of TIC is, man, how can we see what we experienced there, what God did there in Taipei? How can, because there are people who are sick and hurting and lost in Taipei. And how can God use us in the same way? Um, not just on the mission field, not just in Kenya, but in our home area, yeah. in our home city. And so, you know, that's something I want to pray about, that I yeah. want to seek the Lord about. I know we've got a couple people in our church who are excited about going out onto the street. Uh, Diane Thompson, who was in the previous podcast, mm-hmm. is uh, is fired up to go out. And so we'll be praying about that, uh, praying about going back. And so in closing, is there anything else that you want to share with the people at TIC? Um, I, I really would strongly recommend the young adults or any, anyone within the congregation wants to experience this. And I hope that everybody gets to experience it. Yeah, amen. Well, thanks for listening to this edition of the podcast. Uh, we hope that you were blessed and encouraged. If you watch our website, the, the first Friday in November, we have a church prayer meeting. And at that prayer meeting, Jeff will be sharing more about yeah. what he experienced. And we'll have some pictures and maybe some videos that we shot. And so if you want to hear more, if you want to hear it in person, 
Uh, that prayer meeting at the church office at 7.30 uh, would be the place to be. The first Friday in November, first Friday of every month, we have a church prayer meeting in the office. So you can go to our website, taipeichurch.org, to find out more about that. If you're in the Taipei area and you haven't come to our church yet, we'd love to have you on a Sunday. Uh, we meet at the American School at 10.30 on Sunday mornings. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, TIC, Taipei International Church. And so we hope to see you more. Uh, we hope to see you on Sunday. And if you'd like to hear more about Kenya, Jeff said he'd be happy to sit down and talk with you uh, and share the stories, or you can catch him on a Sunday. Uh, but Jeff, thanks for being with us. I'm so glad we could chat about uh, what happened in Kenya. And I'm looking forward to the next trip. <laughs> Same here. All right. <laughs>